This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello and welcome to today's independent travel podcast with me, Simon Calder. And we have, as you will have spotted, a new Prime Minister in the United Kingdom. Technically, Liz Truss is simply leader of the Conservative Party until Tuesday when she goes to see the Queen. But already, every single organisation going has uh, got in touch with her about what she should be doing. And I think it's very important to look at what the biggest problem from a travel and transport point of view is and that is i reckon well, there's many many clamoring for attention the rail strikes just a reminder that in 10 days time members of the rmt union working for network rail and 14 train operators will go on strike and on the same day as left the train drivers union will withdraw their labor and have another strike and we've got a further strike from the rmt on the on the uh, 17th of september um followed by action on the 27th and the 26th from members of the transport salaried staff association and that's what i really need to talk about today because within minutes of uh liz truss winning the ballot against richie sunak the general secretary of the RMT union, Mick Lynch, said Liz Truss should act in the national interest and play a positive role in helping to settle the rail dispute. Now that makes it sound as though there's one rail dispute. In fact, there are many, but let's call it one rail dispute. And that is primarily about cash and rail staff not wanting to take any reduction in their real terms earnings, which means, well, at the moment, a double digit pay rise. The government saying you must change everything. We can only possibly afford to give you a pay rise if you make productivity improvements. And them saying, no, we're not going to. Um, we're only going to accept that if we can get a an additional increase that is baked into our pay. That's why Mick Lynch saying uh, we want to come to a negotiated settlement on job security, pay and working conditions. This would certainly be in the best interest of the travelling public. It would. The rail industry, yes, and railway workers. I agree with that. But I can't see that this is going to happen. Clearly, we don't know who the Transport Secretary is at the moment. All that the previous Transport Secretary, or the existing one at the moment, although he's likely to be leaving because, of course, he backed the wrong horse um, in the shape of Rishi Sunak. That's Grant Shapps. All that he will say is nothing to do with us. This is between the rail companies and the unions. So, um, yeah, nothing to see. They better sort it out, and we hope they do. Uh, I don't know who the new Transport uh, Secretary is going to be, but whoever it is, I think, will, if they want to have anything like a uh, sensible rail service 
in a year's time, um, we'll need to find some way of getting a settlement as soon as possible. And then absolutely saying things have to change drastically and being honest with rail workers, being honest with rail passengers, saying, hey, yeah, we will get the railway sorted out if we can get rid of the ridiculous ticketing um, pricing structure, which is just an absolute madness. I mean, I went to Bristol at the weekend. Of course, I wouldn't buy a ticket from London where I live to Bristol um, because that would be mad. Why would you do that when you would just obviously buy a ticket to Didcot and another one from there? The Didcot Dodgers have been around for decades. And it's just one example of the madness of rail fares. So you have to accept that some fares would certainly get cheaper. Some, a few, would stay the same, but some would also get more expensive. We have to be grown up as passengers and recognise that. If you get the pricing right for rail, you can start trying to claw back some of the 20% of lost revenue, which has simply left the industry. But then the rail unions as well, I think, need to be honest with their members. There is absolutely no way that the government is going to, and yeah, the government is ultimately bankrolling this because all the railways have effectively um, been um, uh, nationalised, and there's no way they're going to allow a double-digit pay increase. And so therefore, the railway workers, of course, can quite quite legitimately keep um, withdrawing their labour. They can keep the kind of the, the, the uh, problems going on Avanti West Coast, where two out of three trains each hour cancelled between Manchester um, and Birmingham travelling to and from London. Um, they can do that, of course they can, and, and that's absolutely their right. But I fear that we will start to see the slow erosion. There will just be gradual cutbacks. Um, passengers will get a worse service, more trains will be cut, and this spiral will continue. And that's what at the moment um, the, the situation is looking like to me, unless the rail unions and their members who are very cross having worked through the pandemic and now feel that they are being um, uh, ignored when they want a, a decent um, pay increase uh, they've got to be realistic about what they are going to get we're not in the 1980s um, and the uh, I, I, you know the effect of the rail strikes isn't the same as in the 1980s because lots of people are not commuting and Really, this is just causing absolute damage to the railways. So that's um, on the uh, top of the list for the new prime minister. I will, when we know who the new transport secretary is, help them by addressing some of the other problems which will not go away and which need urgently to be tackled. Anyway, for now, I hope that... Um, you are well and happy despite everything and that you are looking forward to the new dawn that uh, we are seeing across the UK. Thank you very much indeed for listening. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.